Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome, uh, welcome back to Kate's and Japes, uh, your number one source for everything in comic books that is weird, um, <laughs> which is all of it. I don't know, I'm sure there uh, are some very normal comic books out there. Some, if, tell us, contact us and tell us what the most normal comic book is, because I would love to know. Um, this one, uh, this one's not gonna be a normal one. I gotta tell ya. This one, uh, there's, uh, there's gonna be some weirdness. Uh, we've got, I think for the rest of January, uh, we're covering some weird, uh, some weird magical types. The fun thing uh, is, I've forgotten in what order we're doing them, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have no idea who we're talking about today. Okay, well, surprise to you and, well, not to the audience, because they'll see the title, but, uh, surprise to you, we're talking about Dr. Fate. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Dr. Fate, uh, most famously, uh, Kent Nelson, uh, sometimes Kent Nelson and another person, uh, sometimes a different person, sometimes two other people, uh... We're mostly going to be talking about, uh, Kent, and then touching on some of the others as we go. Uh, but, uh, it gets pretty wild. Um, so, uh, Dr. Fate is a Golden Age, uh, comic book hero. He was created in a lab. He was created in a lab by some- No, I wish. That would be less confusing than what happened. I he mean, was, it would um, explain the doctor bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was, um, he was created, uh, in 1940, um, appearing in, uh, More Fun Comics, which, uh, they so named because- they wanted to establish that it was more fun than all the other comics. Okay, it um, could it could either be more fun than other comics, or just, you know, more fun comics. Hey, you guys read some other fun comics. Here, here's some, here's more. some more. Um, this was, uh, one of the, uh, comics put out by, uh, National Publications, which was the group that would eventually become DC Comics. Um, it introduced, uh, some other characters who still exist in DC, uh, like the Spectre, uh, Green Arrow, Aquaman, um, and, uh, Dr. Fate. Um, so, uh, Dr. Fate, uh, initially, uh, does not have a backstory. He is introduced as a, uh, as a, a big, uh, sorcerer guy in a blue and gold costume with, uh, most iconically this big gold helmet, uh, that covers his whole face except for his eyes. Um, but it's, like, metal. Like, it's, like, a solid golden helmet. That's and, a good conductor. I wonder if that yeah. helps with the fate. It was a conductor of fate. Um, 
Sometimes people draw this helmet and it looks very cool and badass, and sometimes people draw it and it looks super dorky, and you're like, this guy is just gonna be crashing into everything. It's so <laughs> uncomfortable. He looks absurd. Um, but, uh, for the first year of Dr. Fate's existence, uh, he does not really have, uh, a backstory. He has, there's actually, like, uh, in an early appearance, um, he, uh, <laughs> he says, like, oh, actually, I am not a person. I was never a child. I was, uh, created by elder gods, just as I am now, and placed me here on Earth to fight evil sorcery. Um. Okay, so I wasn't too far off when I said that he was created in a lab. Uh, yeah, like an elder magic lab. Yeah. Um, Still a lab. Uh, this, the, the panel, there's a panel on, like, one of the DC Wikia pages that has him describing this to, um, a person who I don't know what it is. It's a blonde-haired white man, so it could be any number of individuals. <laughs> it, maybe Alan Scott, I don't know. Um... But he says this whole thing about how uh, he had no use if the Elder Gods placed him here to fight evil sorcery, and Alan Scott, question mark, just says, My, my! Is that so? I mean, fair. A fair response. Yeah. What else are you gonna say? I'm, yeah, sure, I guess. Just like um, at work the other day when somebody told me that they're not a smart man, but they're smart enough to know that they're stupid, and I'm just standing there like, my my, <laughs> is that is so? That so? <laughs> yep, yeah, you're right. Sometimes, sometimes that's all you got. Um, later on, uh, this is retcons. Um, I imagine because uh. They decided, like, actually, it's, uh, it's more interesting to write a character who has, like, some connection to, uh, you know, a human life that people can relate to. Um, so, uh, the backstory they give him is that, uh, his father was, uh, an archaeologist named, uh, Sven Nelson. Um, okay. You're not gonna fucking believe this shit, but they found some ancient mystical artifacts. Really? Yeah. In comics? In comic books? In golden age comic books? Unheard of. A person has superpowers because they discovered some mystical artifacts that they most definitely did not have the rights to be digging up. Ugh. Crazy. Just unbelievable. Um, so, uh, they are exploring, uh, they discover this Mesopotamian temple, um, and, uh, Kent, who is, like, uh, he's, like, 12 when this is happening. I don't know why his dad is taking him on archaeological digs, but, you know, it's enriching, I guess. Um, he's learning about imperialism. Um, so, uh, he discovers, uh, a tomb that, uh, supposedly 
belongs to a being called Nabu, um, N-A-B-U, who is, um, an actual, uh, like, Sumerian, Mesopotamian god, um, is, is, is not an Egyptian god, did have sort of a following in ancient Egypt. So I guess this is sort of excusable, but all of, like, Uh. Dr. Fate's, like, associated kind of motifs are all, like, ancient Egyptian in nature. Um, His dad's name is Sven. His dad's name is Sven. Um, So, like, obviously that's bust. That part is busted. Although, do we know anything about his mother? I I know. Um, Because she's a woman in comic books. Um, hey, comics, I know how to fix this. They do They do make an effort to fix it later, but we'll get to that. Okay. Um, I do, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, like, well, like, this god did have a following in Egypt, so, like, maybe they didn't just totally confuse two different ancient societies, but, like, I think probably they were just like, well, this is a cool god, and uh, ancient Egypt has some cool imagery, so we're just going to stick them together. And everybody knows what Egypt looks like. Even American comics goers. Yep, that's true. Um, So anyways, so he, uh, in in the canon of DC Comics, Nabu is a, uh, a member of a, a race, a, like, a, a group called, uh, the Lords of Order, um, who are, like, basically gods-like. They're, like, interdimensional cosmic beings, um... They are locked in this, like, eternal war with a group of beings called, predictably, the Lords of Chaos. Um, and they're, you know, constantly, uh, trying to battle each other and, you know, find, like, mortal hosts to, like, help each other, like, you know, uh, help win this fight. Kind of sounds like Supernatural Season 5. You know? I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> Maybe season four. I, it's been years. I, yeah, that's, that's fine. Anyway, there um, was a whole angel demon thing. That's all I was trying to get to. Okay, okay. Um, so, uh, Nabu is, uh, one of these, one of these beings who's, you know, uh, has, he has a whole bunch of cosmic power and his sole purpose is to, uh, enforce order, uh, throughout the universe. Um, and he did this, uh, partly by, like, manifesting in, like, a human form in ancient Egypt, uh, and creating a bunch of, uh, very powerful artifacts, um, eventually, like, being placed in a kind of, uh, suspended animation, and then, uh, being woken up by a 12-year-old boy named Kent Nelson. Um, God, how rude. I know. Kent, if I was sleeping for, like, 
5,000 years and a 12-year-old boy woke me up, I'd be like, buddy, come on! I um, was such... I was... Uh, I was having such a good dream. The world uh, was fine. There was order just everywhere you looked. Filing cabinets um, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> Doctor filing cabinet. Um... That's me. So, yes. Uh, Kent Nelson uh, finds this tomb, uh, opens it, because he's a 12-year-old boy, um, and it uh, unleashes this uh, poisonous gas that kills his father uh, upon Nabu waking up. I don't- Whoops! I don't know why that was part of the tomb design, um, but- there you I, go. Um, maybe it was put in place by the Lords of Chaos so that anybody who wakes him up, uh, he no longer has a mortal body to inhabit. Yeah, he's and like, he's like oh, well, fu fuck. Oh, dang it. Dang it, Lords of Chaos got me again. Um, they didn't count on a 12-year-old boy. Yeah, in, um, in the original, uh, version of this story, uh, Kent I do find this kind of funny. Ken's dad dies, and Nabu's like, "Oh, oh shoot, oh beans, <laughs> oh buddy, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to do that." Hey, let, I'll make it up to you. You want to learn some magic? <laughs> I guess I'm this kid's dad now. <laughs> I guess I'm this kid's dad. Um, as like uh, as the story has been uh retold, and, uh, Nabu has become sort of a more ominous figure, um, I'll say. It's been, like, uh, revised that, like, oh, no, actually, like, uh, Nabu, uh, knew this was going to happen, and he planned for this all along, and he, like, wanted Kent's dad to die so he could, like, make Kent into the new Doctor Fate. Um, I... I don't know how I feel about that. I I think I well, much prefer the like Ooh, buddy. Um yeah, I could teach you some magic to make up for you being an orphan now, I guess. I just I like it cuz it's so funny. I just love imagining like ah <laughs> behold, I oh oh jeez. Oh, oh beans. Oh, no. oh, oh, I goofed this oh. one, you guys. Oh, man. Is my, is my morning breath really that bad? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, oh, hey, kid. Uh, is that your dad? <laughs> Ooh, oh, I, was, uh, oh, I really hoped mm, you were going to say it wasn't your dad. I was really um, hoping that that was just some guy that you met here. Uh, ah. Yeah. Or, like, mm. even maybe, like, he, you were gonna be like, oh, that, he was a really evil guy. Was great he, was he job, good? Great job, Nabu. Was he, was he good to you? Yeah, yeah, he was a great <laughs> dad. Ooh, ooh, oh, um. Oh, yikes. I could be your dad? <laughs> How does that sound? I, I, I'll, I'll teach you, I'll teach you stuff, um. Your dad was teaching you archaeology? I, I, I can't teach you that, um, I could teach you magic? Do you want to learn some magic? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll teach you some magic. Come on, kid, let's get out of here. I'll, I'll buy you a 
burger if that's been invented already. Okay, yep, all right, yeah, let's go. Oh, what year is it, kid? <laughs> How old are you? Twelve? All right, what's, 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 what's the uh, age of maturity nowadays? Eighteen? Oh, jeez. Ah, jeez, I goofed this one. Ah, all right, yep, next six years, this is what I'm doing. Let's um, go, kid. It is, um, it is what he does. Because uh, he does basically uh, raise Kent to adulthood um, and uh, teaches him, you know, about uh, magic and, and the secrets of the universe and trains him and all of that uh, important stuff. Um, and uh, once Kent becomes an adult, I don't know if that's, 18 or 21 or, or what <laughs> if it's just when he's like okay I've run out of magic um but uh he gives him these uh three powerful items uh that will enable him to fight evil as Dr. Fate it is uh one is the cloak of destiny um which is like a, a golden, you know, cape. Uh, one is the amulet of Anubis, um, which again, that's like an Egyptian god, and like Nabu isn't really an Egyptian god, but like, I mean, they could have been friends. Uh, yeah, they were just buddies. I have friends um, that are in different countries than me. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, which, uh, enable, like, some of his magical abilities, and most famously, uh, the Helmet of Fate, uh, also known as the, uh, Helmet of, uh, Nabu, um, On account of that's where Nabu lives. <laughs> that is where Nabu lives. Um, that's initially, um, that's, uh, not the case. Um, initially it's just, like, a helmet that also gives him magic powers, um, in addition to these other cool things that give him magic powers. Um, it's in, like, uh, later retellings of the story. I think when he, like, gets, like, proper solo series, um, that, uh, one of the writers is like, actually... I have a cool idea. What if, when he became Dr. Fate, uh, Nabu just basically took over his body through this helmet? <laughs> um. I mean, it does, it is a very, I like it as a story point, because it yeah. does, like, add a very interesting element of, like, identity and moral choices and greater good and all that and that's stuff yeah. that i really enjoy this whole time i've just been thinking about that arc in young justice that has dr fate in it oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh it's very good um <sighs> young justice is good if you haven't watched young justice please do young justice is so good the the dr fate stuff rules god um 
It is it is good content. It is content that I enjoy. It's it's not very good for Kent Nelson. No. Um, but it's interesting. So it's, it's very, good for me. It's good to read and think about. Um so uh he receives these uh these magical items that uh unlock his magical powers and he goes off to uh fight against evil in the name of defending order uh across earth and uh potentially beyond um he has uh like pretty much like any magic ability you can think of um I went to the, um, the DC, uh, Wikia, because, like, normally they will have, like, a very extensive breakdown of all of a character's abilities, including, like, ones that probably shouldn't count. Like, it's, like, it lists all of his powers, and then it's also, like, archaeology, medicine. It's an important ability. I mean, it is important um but uh he can uh uh he can do healing magic he can do illusion magic he can make force fields he can uh resurrect people sometimes he can do uh <laughs> bio fission i'm assuming that means like splitting into multiple doctor fates um he can do telekinesis. He can do telepathy. Uh, he's invulnerable and immortal. Uh, he can phase through stuff. Um, he also, it lists here, Eldritch Blast. <laughs> Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. Um, that... So I don't know if Wizards of the Coast invented the term Eldritch Blast. I had assumed they did. Maybe Eldritch Blast is a pre-existing term for I mean, when you sh shoot beams of energy and it's spooky. Um, also, he can do flame spell. It says here, just flame spell. Just flame spell. Just, he just does it. Um, his, um, his Eldritch Blasts are specifically shaped, uh, like, onks, um, which, again, cool look, you are a white guy, so, you know, <laughs> um, not ideal, um, but, you know, with all of these, uh, unlimited magical powers, including Flame Spell and Eldritch Blast, um, he uh he heads off uh to fight crime um he uh meets up with a um a woman named uh Inza Kramer um who becomes his uh his long-term love interest um they get married at some point they get married, and they, like, split up, and then they get married again, because it's, like, it's comics. But they, like, remain in some way connected to each other through basically 
the entire existence of Dr. Fate. Um, and he, uh, sets up a base called the Tower of Fate in da -da -da, Salem, Massachusetts. Hey! Hey! Um, I'm not from Salem, but I'm, like, I'm close to Salem, which is why I'm excited about it. Um, he, uh, I guess he was just like, everybody here's gonna be cool with all the magic I'm doing, right? Yeah. Um, I, there is, um, there's a statue in downtown Salem, um, of the main character of Bewitched, um, and I would like to petition to get a statue built of Dr. Fate. <laughs> I think that would be cool. Um, so he, um, he is one of the, uh, founding members of the, uh, the Justice Society of America. Um, a bunch of people who have very silly looking costumes. Um, but that's, like, the, uh, the golden age, like, big DC superhero team. Um, it's got, uh, the Flashes on it, there's a Green Lantern on it, Hawkman's on it, um, and, uh, Dr. Fate. Um, he also at some point does get his PhD, um, cause he was like, I don't think I'm doing enough for the world by fighting crime with my incredible magical abilities. I'm gonna become an actual literal doctor. Um, <laughs> which, like, you know what? Go for it, dude. Um, he, uh, he also, uh, at some point during this, um, I think this might have been retconned in, he, um, he, like, gets uncomfortable, um, with how much control the helmet has over him, which is understandable. Um, so he creates, like, a, uh, a half-helmet version, um, that, uh, cuts out most of his powers. Um, it gives, it's, he's just basic, like, he has, like, flight and vulnerability and super strength. Um, but, it does, uh, prevent Nabu from taking over his brain quite so much. Um, which, you know, uh, I would prefer, personally, um, <laughs> not, not to have an ancient order god just constantly taking over my brain. Um. I mean, maybe they would organize all my shit, so. You know, actually, that's a good point. That I could appreciate. Um, he, um, he and Inza, uh, at one point, like, uh, team up to, like, both be Dr. Fate. Um. Okay. There's this whole, um, there's this whole complicated thing where, like, they find out that, like, actually Dr. Fate is, uh supposed to be two people, um, and they, like, merge into one being to become Dr. Fate. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. And there's, I... like, uh, 
I thought it was going to be like a, all right, you take like morning, I'll take night. <laughs> no. Uh, no, just fusion. Just, just kind of, just kind of fusion. Um, there's this like, uh, point where like Inza is like, uh, influenced by like a, a Lord of Chaos and then they, uh, they like join their consciousnesses together uh inside the helmet um and they're like able to become dr fate together um it's weird there's a lot of weirdness in this one there's a lot of stuff that i don't fully understand and if somebody wants to explain it to me that would be great um they um uh in uh in the 80s uh, the power of the Lords of Chaos becomes, like, too much, uh, and Inza dies, um, and Kent's like, please, I'm so old and tired, <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore, uh, and Nabu's like, well, you gotta find a new Doctor Fate, so do that, and then you can die. Um, he's like, okay, God, fine! Jeez, okay. Um, The worst outcome to quitting a job. Yeah, Find your replacement, then die. Um, the, um, the replacement he finds, because they find out that, uh, he realizes Dr. Fate is supposed to be two people, um, is a boy named Eric Strauss, and his stepmother. Um, okay. Yeah. Which is... Mm, it seems weird. Uh, there's like... Hey, kid, how do you want to join consciousnesses with your stepmom? Yeah. She'll find out about all of the secrets. Um, it's like... It just seems like it would be a weird situation to be in. Pilot this Jaeger with your dad. <laughs> oh, please no. Um, Remember that time that you tried smoking behind the high school? Now your dad knows. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. Um, Kent and uh, Inza's spirits end up, like, uh, inhabiting the, uh, the amulet. The Amulet of Anubis. Um, they, um, they kind of, they kind of hang out in there, uh, for, for a bit. Um, they, uh, at one point, I think this is while they are in the amulet, they, um, like, uh, a smuggler named Jared Stevens finds it and gets, like, the, the Dr. Fate powers, except it's, like, it's the 90s, so he has edgy Dr. Fate powers, so he, like, Mm. uh, he, he tries to use the, the amulet as, as a weapon, and it, like, blows back in his face, and it gives him a big red onk-shaped scar over his eye, so he can be edgy Dr. Fate, and he's just called Fate, and he hunts demons. He's not a doctor anymore. Yeah. He lost his medical license. <laughs> For being such a bad boy. Trying to do harm. 
um, in, uh, recent years, um, DC has been like, hmm, actually, we should reconsider, uh, the, uh, problematic imagery of all this, like, ancient Egyptian stuff with a white dude, um, so, uh, they, uh, introduce in, uh, they introduce an Earth 2 version of Dr. Fate, um, who is an Egyptian man, um, and in 2015, um, they introduce, um, another, sort of a reboot of the same guy, um, who is, uh, an Egyptian-American medical student, uh, named Khalid Nasur, who's, uh, Kent's grand-nephew, um, but, uh, he, uh, so that, uh, that's cool. I do like that. He's, I think, he's currently, uh, trapped in a vase, which... Not cool. (laughs) That's not cool. That part is unfortunate. Um... I, I don't, um, I think it's, like, uh, uh, Nabu was, like, get out of here, kid. I'm just gonna be Dr. Fate all the time. Give me that. Give me that helmet. I'm Dr. Fate forever now. You get in this base. Um, and then, uh. Whatever you say, Nabu, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then, uh, he, like, get, like, the vase breaks at some point in Justice League Dark. I, I obviously haven't read this. I, this is just what I have learned. Um, the vase breaks at some point in Justice League Dark, and Khalid's like, oh, okay, okay, listen, Nabu's Dr. Fate now. He, stuff is, stuff is whack. You guys should do something about this. And then he gets trapped in the vase again. Um. No! I think possibly he has escaped the vase. Um, I hope he's escaped the vase. I, listen, don't, don't put people in vases, kids. Escape the vase sounds like a point-and-click game. It does, actually. That would be very fun. Um, there's, uh, there's a lot of weird stuff with Dr. Fate. Um, he's, uh, very, um, he is compared a lot, uh, to... Doctor Strange, um, for obvious reasons. At, like, one point, uh, they had, like, this kind of, like, DC-Marvel mashup series, and they, uh, smashed Doctor Fate and Doctor Strange together to create Doctor Strange Fate. Very good. Um, but he, like, he serves, uh, kind of a similar role, um, in, like, other various, uh, narratives in, uh, the DCU that, like, Doctor Strange does in that, like, he, he probably would, he probably would be Sorcerer Supreme if that thing existed in the DCU, um, No, no, he's Warlock Supreme. Oh, god, you're so right. He does have a patron. (laughs) He does have a patron, he can cast Eldritch Blast. (laughs) Thank you for correcting me. Um, he's Warlock Supreme, 
Um, a lot of the times it's just like, oh, we need magic to solve this problem, and then Dr. Fate shows up and is like, I got it. I got this one. Um, he's, you know, or like, you narratively need, like, kind of like, a deus ex machina. It's like, oh, Dr. Fate can just do, like, all of the magic that exists in the world. Um, I do think, um, I like possession stuff. <laughs> um, so is I that an understatement? Cool. That is me being as mild as possible. I I see. Really enjoy uh possession narratives. So I think it's very. I think it's a cool trade off to be like, oh, a ton of magic power, but also, uh, you know, you lose control of uh a lot of your agency. Uh, but also, in, like, I own you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do, like, have ownership of your body and soul, um, but it's cool because I'm just, uh, I'm just gonna use it for, uh, order. Um, and I also think there's some, like, uh, some interesting things that you can do with, like, oh, like, you know, super powerful godlike beings, uh, who, like, have the goal of, like, preserving order, which seems like a good thing, um, but they also don't really have, you know, like, a human moral code, quote-unquote, um, and don't necessarily, like, care about what happens to people, uh, in pursuit of that goal. Um, so there's, like, there's, there's a lot of neat ideas there. Um, I'm kind of curious about, like, this, like, the, the newer version, um, because, like, the thing about, uh, Kent Nelson is that for a lot of the time, he's been Dr. Fate for a while, and you don't get as much pathos about, uh, how extremely possessed he is. Um, so, because you're just used I, to him being possessed. It's just kind of how it is. Um, so I am a little, uh, I am a little curious about this, uh, this newest one. I might, um, I might see if I can track down that, like, uh, series that introduced him. Also, maybe I should read Justice League Dark. Um, I didn't want to read any of those because there were, like, three different Justice League series that all got launched at the same time, and I was like, I'm so <laughs> tired. Um, but if anyone read Justice League Dark and uh, you have opinions on it, let me know, because it does seem kind of cool. Um, um, anyways, uh, Dr. Fate's neat. Very weird, <laughs> but cool. Um, did you have anything to add? Besides how good that content in Young Justice is. Because it's so good. I do not. I I think the only thing that I've consumed that actually had like a significant amount of Dr. Fate in it was that Justice League, that Justice League, Young Justice arc. Uh, yeah, because it rules. Yeah. Ugh. I can still see it in my mind's eye. <laughs> Oh, the dogs are getting excited. I guess Dr. Fate has arrived. Oh boy, he's he's here. 
Other than um, that, I haven't really read any comics. Um, check Please still good. Long Exposure still good. Hell yes. Hell uh, yes. Yeah. Um, how, how, how about you? How about me? Um, I'm gonna pop my headphones off real quick because I left my comics just out of reach, so give me one second. Okay. Okay. What are the comics? Um... Uh, new, uh, new Batman has begun. Uh, James, uh, Tynan, I found out. I have said Tynan every single time. It is Tynan. Um, Thank you. Thank you, James. (laughs) I'm very sorry, James, for, uh, my crimes. Um, new Batman has started. Um, it has, uh... It has Deathstroke in it, which I do like to see. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, thus far, um, there's not a lot about it. I mean, Tom King's Batman, uh, I think got a lot of buzz because it was, like, Tom King has a pretty unique, like, writing style and, like, a pretty unique approach to Batman, um, where it was, like, very introspective and structured, um, and this is a lot more just, like, straightforward, um, but I like it, um, and, uh, I am gonna keep reading it, obviously, because it's Batman, and I'm pretty sure they said it will be in Batman, that they undo Rick Grayson, so I do need to keep reading it. Um, <laughs> Just for until, closure. At least until that happens. Um, 2020 is the year Rick Grayson dies. Um, I also uh, found out about uh, there's uh, some new new uh, graphic novels coming out this month that I found out about in the ads in Batman. Um Oh, well? Oh, yeah, some of the new, uh, DC, like, YA Young Readers graphic novels. Uh, the Oracle Code comes out in March, which I cannot wait for. Um, there is a, um, a Cassandra Kane graphic novel coming out this month, um, called Shadow of the Batgirl, um written by Sarah Kuhn and drawn by, uh, Nicole Gu, um, and I'm looking at this design for Cassandra Kane right now, and it's amazing, and I can't wait, um, and, uh, Green Lantern Legacy, uh, by Minla with art by Andy Tong comes out this month, and that also looks very neat, um, so I'm excited about those, um, there is, uh, also, I did not get to, uh, read it yet, um, but, uh, Star Issue 1, um, came out this week, um, by Kelly Thompson, um, with art by, uh, Javier, uh, Pina, um, which is, uh, about a, um, uh, Reporter, uh, Ripley Ryan, um, who got almost, uh, killed by, uh, Captain Marvel because 
she uh, made a deal with a Kree scientist to get superpowers and then went evil. Um, and now she has uh, the reality stone. Um, oh! Yeah, so it seems pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to dig into it. Um, there's, uh, also some, uh, stuff that was announced recently. Uh, the Morbius trailer came out today as we're recording this. I have not watched it yet, but boy oh boy, a lot of people are sure talking about whatever the heck is going on in the Morbius trailer. I haven't seen any of this. Oh, um, so I'm... What are people saying? Well, apparently, um, the MCU version the of Vulture, the Michael Keaton Vulture, mm-hmm. shows up in the Morbius trailer. Okay. So they're, like, confirming maybe that there's a chance that, like, Tom Holland Spider-Man is going to be involved with the, uh, the Sony... Spider-Man adjacent movies. Um, I I don't. There's I. I've just seen a lot of tweets about it. Not any official tweets, but just a lot of takes about it. So I don't know what exactly the word is. Everybody's talking about Tom Holland fighting Venom, but I don't know if that means it's going to happen or if they're just guessing that maybe it will happen. Okay, so I just typed in to Google Morbius space and the suggested things uh one news article that says wait is morbius connected to the mcu Mm -hmm. and then morbius could jared harris be playing spider-man villain dr octopus and morbius movie image causes strong reaction from (laughs) spider-man fans (laughs) oh that's why i saw a tweet about jared leto okay yeah, 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 yeah. Jared Leto, back at it. Um, Terrible. Unfortunate. Unfortunately for all of us, he has- Maybe I not- will not watch this trailer. I, um, I wasn't really planning on watching it, because, like, I don't have- I've never been that interested in Morbius personally. Um, but also, I thought I wasn't that interested in Venom, and then Venom ruled, so. I mean, Morbius is fine. I'm less fine with Jared Leto. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's a good point. Um, some other things I was excited about this week. Uh, Damien is going to be showing up in the Legion of Superheroes. Um, I, I, I just, I just care about, I only care about John and Damien on this earth. That is the only thing that matters to me, I want to see Damien go to the year 3000 for some reason and interact with John, who is in the future now. Um, that's, that's it. Um, also, uh, Marvel is talking about an upcoming event, uh, called Outlawed. Um, did you see any of this? I don't know. I okay. don't follow a lot of people on Twitter. <laughs> okay, um... Uh, Marvel is doing a storyline called Outlawed, uh, in April, um, in which, uh, the, there is a law passed that prohibits, uh, anyone 
under 21 from being a superhero. Um, I think, did you retweet something about this? I I probably did, yeah. Um, I think I put it on comics Twitter, but I never actually, yeah, I put it on comics Twitter, but I didn't actually read the article. I'm like, I trust <laughs> Olivia. Um, it has, um, there's a, uh, Champions, uh, series that's part of this, um, written by, uh, Eve Ewing, um, that's, like, mostly centered on, uh, Kamala leaving other teen heroes to rebel against the system. Um, there's a New Warriors miniseries, uh, and there is a, uh, Power Pack miniseries by Ryan North. Ryan North writing Power Pack. Um. Hell yeah. I'm very excited for that. Um, if you couldn't tell by my fun song. Um, I love Power Pack. Um, but, uh, this, uh, this is very exciting for me, because I love content about teen superheroes. (laughs) Really, I never would have guessed. Yeah, this is, things we've touched on, uh, in this episode that Olivia feels the normal amount of love for is teen superheroes and possession storylines. Um, I think that's everything I wanted to mention today. Um, if you, um, want to see, uh, e-retweet articles that they didn't actually read, because that's how devoted they are, um, to bringing you the comics news, uh, you can find us online, um... We have Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. You can find all those just by going to Capes and Japes. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, you can join our Discord server uh, and come hang out and chat with us. Uh, talk about what comics are good. Talk about cosplay. Uh, talk about broadway talk about whatever you feel like um you can uh we have a patreon if you want to support us on there um it means a lot you can get uh bonus content movie nights you can help us pick what things we talk about um if you can't do that but you still feel like helping us out um it means a lot if you leave a uh rating uh and a review of the show where you listen to it. Um, we love those. We love to see them. Um, we love when people tell their friends about the show. Um, and we love just, just having you here with us. Um, so thank you for being here today on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Batman.